the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Church. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. And here he is, our financial and retirement expert, as he is every Saturday morning. Here on the radio with us, Larry Rosenthal. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning, Chris. You're looking mighty fine. You know, I dressed up for you as I usually do every Saturday morning, you know. Well, That's actually, an awesome thing. Sure That's an awesome thing. Definitely, definitely. So, hey, it's Super Bowl weekend. It, it is. I mean, everybody wants to know who you're picking. I'm just rooting for a good game. There you My go. team's See. not in it. I want a good game. Yep. <laughs> yep. That is, that is so one. Switzerland of you, Larry. I, mean, <laughs> I think we're going to see one. It'll be you a know? great game. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, fun. yeah. Good I, times, I so. good times. Two two good teams, definitely, yep. definitely. So, well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. I'd like to start the week off each, you know, each show off each week with, you know, what happened in the markets, what's going on in the economy, and all that kind of fun Wall Street speak before we jump in, jump into any of the subject matter that we want to talk about today. <clears throat> First of all, let's throw the phone line out there. Give us a ring with any of your financial planning, investment, tax mortgages, interest rates, estate planning questions you may have, give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123 to reach us live here in the studio. You know, Chris, at the end of January, people often sit back and they say, they say, okay, what did January do? As January goes, so goes the rest of the year. We hear that all the time. And, and, and some people say, yes, that's true. And some people say, no, it's not. And everybody's always looking for an edge, an angle on, you know, reading into what does the year look like? You know, what, what, how does it go? If, it, if it's a good, strong September, it should be a good, strong end of the year. Well, September was okay, but the end of the year really wasn't. <laughs> This year, when you take a look at all the patterns and and everything like that that people are talking about now because it's the end of January rolling into February. I did pretty good on my New Year's resolution, so if that means anything. There you go. Yep, definitely, definitely. So, you know, in, in looking at it all, you can throw all those theories out the window because it was all about the Federal Reserve. From October through Right now, it's been about the Fed. The Fed in October, November, and December gave sort of mixed messages as to directions of, of monetary policy or interest rates, as well as the the bonds rolling off their balance sheets. And, and, and the markets took it as very hawkish, in other words, very, very strict, very constr- constricting to the, to the economy. 
And then in beginning of January, they, they sort of softened their message and continued to to expand on that softening message, if you will, to be more accommodative and more d- data dependent. So so the, the market was in fear the last quarter of last year of too much tightening by the Federal Reserve. And, and now the Federal Reserve is basically off, you know, relaxed a little bit, pulled back. And now the markets are starting to, to rise again. And then all of a sudden, yesterday, Friday, we get a huge jobs number again. They were expecting about 165,000. We got 304,000. ISM manufacturing ticked up as well. Inflation didn't quite. But at the same time, now people are saying, wait a minute, the economy's too good. And that's when we started seeing late afternoon yesterday uh, the market volatility. The market was up a couple hundred points, came back down. It closed up uh, for a little bit. But at the same time, it's the Goldilocks. It's Goldilocks, Chris. You know, this porridge is too cold. <laughs> this porridge is too hot. Ah, this porridge is just right. So I'm one of those sitting... guys that says there's not enough porridge. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some right. more. So we are sitting right now in in a year of the markets are trying to find – the direction that they want to go. What what is it that the markets are gravitating toward? Well, they're gravitating toward, you know, the the clarity of direction with the Federal Reserve, which we have now, as well as what's the underpinnings of the economy doing? And the economy is still growing and expanding. And and you know they're talking about three percent GDP in 2019. That's going to be a very interesting number to hit. Uh, at the same time. Inflation's at its measured target level, pretty statistically close to that. So the markets are kind of concerned. Are are, are rates going to come back up? I think, you know, we might see another rate hike this year, maybe in the second half of this year. Let's see how earnings come in. Let's see how uh, in in the first half as well as let's take a look at to see what happens. The the other elephant in the room, if you will, is the trade deal with with China. And that's heating up now with with senior levels of negotiations starting to happen in in the coming weeks. So stay tuned. And these are the reasons why you want to have your portfolio designed to withstand volatility. And so 2019, we think it's going to be a year of, of some ups and downs, but still a, a, a another growth year as far as all that goes. So pretty optimistic going forward. Hey, give us a ring here. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll open up the phone lines. Give us a call with any subject matter at all. We'll make it up to you. Open mic Saturday, any subject matter at all. Give us a call on anything to do with your investments, financial planning, strategies, whatever it may be. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-ROSE-123 or 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Here's a quick tip for you. Remember, it's time in the market, not necessarily timing. Stay away from lots of buy-sell transactions. Find quality, buy it and hold it until the quality goes away or your investment objectives change. It's time in the market, not necessarily timing. If you'd like more information on proper investing, 
then go visit my website at LarryRosenthal.com or simply give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. That's 855-767-3123. Delivering sound financial advice you can depend on. You found the Larry Rosenthal Show. Call now with your questions, 855-767-3123, or stop by LarryRosenthal.com. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. And phone number once again, if you'd like to talk to Larry Rosenthal, live here in the studio, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Before we pick up some of these calls, Larry, we got a good response from folks last week on Facebook. Wasn't that neat? We we're excited about some folks. Uh, maybe if you get a chance today, if you'll go out to uh, LarryRosenthal.com or Rosenthal Wealth and uh, like us on Facebook and follow us, right? Sure, absolutely. Go ahead and follow us. We're going to push out uh, content each week to our Facebook followers. Again, go to RosenthalWealthManagement.com or LarryRosenthal.com and, and like us and follow us on Facebook. Be more than happy to, to send you out information. We're here to give you some financial education you know, across the, the, the country. And one of the things that, that I want to talk about this morning here, Chris, is it, it, it comes from Proverbs 2120. In the house of the wise are stores of choice food and oil. But a foolish man devours all he has. There's some new numbers out today, Chris, that's a little challenging. It, 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 it's a little bit better news, but it's still a little challenging in that debt has reduced itself. But the average person has about a little over $15,000 on credit card wow, debt. the average person. The average credit card balances, yes, across the country there. And, and you know, we need to really get a grip on our cash flow and understand how to break it down and, and get out of debt because as you continue to age, you don't want to – and towards retirement or college funding goals, you don't want to be carrying these these debt these debts into retirement years. That That's, that's why, for sure. Why did you look at me when you said as you continue to age? What, what, is it, should I take something from that? <laughs> no, nah, don't worry about it. You're fine. Let's welcome Jason on the line from North Dakota. Good morning, Jason. How are you today? That's really a CPA question, and I'm not too sure that that's, uh, you know, tuition and things like that are deductible. I know that if you put money into a 529 plan, you can get a state state income tax deduction off of your state taxes for the contributions that are made. But uh, uh, you need to really run that by the, the tax preparer. If you like, I'd have someone uh, in, in our firm give you a ring next week to, to go over the, the tax impacts. There may be something... Uh, for your state there, there may be some 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 other way that you that you're you're routing some expenses through maybe a business or something like that. Uh, I'd have to look at your tax return for all of that though. Okay. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I didn't think so myself. I just did my own taxes. I read all the new lines and everything, and I didn't see anything about that. But I thought maybe. Well, maybe we could make a movement across the nation and get that started. How's that sound? Huh? I got my picket sign. I'm ready. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's welcome Tess on the line from Virginia. Good morning, Tess. How are you? Hi. Good morning. 
How can I help you today? I'm, tra- I'm traveling today, so if I lose you, I'll call back. But, um, Larry, um, I'm new to your show. I had you on the Family Talk Radio. I always try to, to listen to Family Talk when I travel. But my question to you is, I'm 50 and my husband's 51, and we have a lot of debt. Um, we have my daughter's college. We have farm loans, uh, house loans. Uh, we do have an equity loan. But I guess you would say on a piece of paper, we are worth more, you know. We're, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. In about seven years, we'll have everything paid off except for my daughter's college. But my question to you is, my husband and I have worked our entire life with our hands and feet. We never used our brain. We didn't know anything about financing, saving money, 401Ks. We just didn't know anything about any of that. We just went to work. And at our age, what is the first step to getting out of debt? What would you recommend? So, Tess, here's the scenario that, that, that you're talking about. You've got a glide path towards retirement. We've got to reduce the debt over the next several years, which it sounds like you're on path to do that. I'm going to send you out our financial planning toolkit. There's no cost for it, and we've sent out thousands and thousands of these over the years. And it's going to really align. It's going to put on paper all of your assets, liabilities, your goals, your risk tolerance, tax scenario. That's going to give us a good view into where you are now, and it's going to answer a couple of questions. If you keep doing what you've been doing, where you're going to be down the road, and then also it's going to it's going to bring to light alternatives to get you to the point where you can retire out of the, you can retire the debt earlier or in a more efficient manner and allow more cash flow coming in. It sounds like to me that we've got a cash flow issue between now and the next several years, and we need to pile up a little bit of savings in, in order to get through into retirement years. Does that sound right? Oh, that sounds awesome, yes. Yep, that's what I'm going to do, Tess. I'm going to go ahead and place you on hold, and Bob will get your information, and we'll send you out our financial planning toolkit. And you can actually go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and click on the video on the first page right there, and that's what we're going to produce for you. It'll be a financial plan that'll look just like that for you, okay? Okay, great. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Appreciate the phone call. Let me place you on hold there. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Go ahead and dial us up at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's shoot on up to Maryland and welcome Allison on the line. Good morning, Allison. Hi, good morning. So I have a, I have a question. I have two different 401K accounts, and one of them is substantially larger than the other one, um, substantial in my terms. And it's about uh, maybe about two hundred and twenty or two hundred thirty thousand dollars, and the other one is about fifteen thousand. My question has to do with the risk that I'm bearing. Um, the larger one, I'm afraid I don't know the name of the account or the kind because I don't have it in front of me, but it is moderate risk. And I am in my early fifties, and which you know I wonder if if it's good for me to have a moderate risk type of an account. Long story short, um, last quarter I lost $40,000 out of the out of the balance there. And it also showed that year to date, I've had about 4% earnings. And, you know, I just feel like, A, it's moderate risk. Is that too much of a risk? 
And then the other thing, if it's only going to yield 4%, I'm wondering if I should just get like a CD at a bank and sleep better at night. So, um, Allison, here's here's a couple of scenarios. First of all, the, the term moderate risk is really arbitrary when it comes to investment planning. One of the one of the deep conversations that that our advisors have with a lot of our clients is the understanding of risk. And when you say, "Hey, I have a moderate risk portfolio," that that can that you know is, let, let's let's put the risk spectrum out there. Let's say one is the most conservative to ten the most aggressive. So moderate risk would sound like it's somewhere in the middle, maybe four, five, or six, right? You know, just just sort of back of the envelope conversation here. But yet, when you tell me you've got about two hundred thousand in that investment strategy, and over the last quarter you lost twenty percent, and and you know which is which is forty thousand dollars, and now you're up four percent, that doesn't sound so moderate to me. So I would have to really look into the different investments that's that makes up quote unquote your moderate portfolio, and then have a risk conversation with you as to what the real risk is inside that portfolio because somebody's moderate portfolio might be more conservative than somebody else's moderate portfolio and on the other side somebody's moderate portfolio might be more aggressive than somebody else's moderate portfolio you following my 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 thought there i i think so with one question like when you say that doesn't sound moderate to me it it sounds very risky. Is is that like your case, or do you think were you thinking like that's not a big deal? Like I'm just trying to. No, because when you when you take a look when you take a look, Allison, at what the market did during that drop in the last quarter, it sounds like to me you're right in line with the market, and that is not moderate. That's a little bit more growth oriented. Okay, um, okay. so so I yeah. I want you I want you to understand the risk spectrum, and then we can dive down into your holdings and take a good look and pull out the exact risk level you have, and then we can say, is this appropriate or not, so that you can pass your sleep test. Speaking of your sleep test, when you mentioned, hey, you know what, what if I just slam it all in the bank? You know, the bank is good for for stability of money, guarantee of principal, but it's horrible to make your money grow and outpace taxes and inflation long term. So I, mm. I like people to have a little bit of money in the bank, but remember, the longer you have money in the bank, the less you're going to be able to buy goods and services down the road. So we have to have a combination of both, okay? And and right. that's really that's right. really where the rubber meets the road, Allison, is, is, is making sure we have adequate cash reserves, stability of principal in the bank, but we also have some money that's conservative, moderate, and growth-oriented because you're going to need money when you're 60, when you're 70, when you're 80, and when you're 90 years old, and, and that money has to keep outpacing taxes and inflation. But it doesn't mean that you have to have unnecessary excessive risk, and that's where we have to dive down into your scenario and take a good look at it, okay? Okay, so to dive down, is that the kind of thing where, you know, I reached out to an advisor or just go to the 401k plan? Any any suggestions on that? Sure, you can reach out to an advisor, go to, to speak to your 401k program, but they have probably these model pre-built portfolios. We can have one of our advisors reach out to you. You can send some information over and we can dive down and, and take a good look at it for you if you like. That would be great. Okay, well, let me place you on hold, Allison, and we'll have someone reach out to you next week to help you analyze your risk on your investments, okay? Okay, thanks so much.
Yep, appreciate the phone call. Let me place you on hold. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Go ahead and give us a ring. We've got more phone lines open here at uh, 855-ROSE-123. Before I pick them up, though, real quick, hey, we're going to have an, uh, another one of our seminar series coming up on Tuesday, February 19th. It's going to be over at Turf Valley Country Club just outside of Baltimore. We're having two sessions that day, one in the afternoon going from 1 to 2.30, and then one in the evening. It's the same class from 6 30 to 8. There's no cost for the seminar, and the, the, the uh, refreshments are complimentary. Go ahead and go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Register right there, or give us a call at 855-ROSE-123 to register there. We're going to be going over the Lifetime Tax Advantage Stretch IRA, the importance of the IRA, beneficiaries, 401Ks, explain to you the difference between per stirpes, per capita, how important the beneficiary form really is. We're also going to be talking about the do's and don'ts of Roth conversions. Should you convert some of your money to Roth IRAs? Do you pay that tax now or do you keep deferring it? How do you go from taxable distributions in retirements to tax-free? We're going to be covering all of this. Again, it's going to be Tuesday February 19th at Turf Valley Country Club over in uh, just outside of Baltimore, Maryland. There's no cost for the seminar, and the refreshments are complimentary, obviously. Two sessions, one from 1 uh, o'clock to 2.30 in the afternoon, and then in the evening, 6.30 to 8. If you're 55 and over and have money in retirement plans, you need to go ahead and attend this session. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, for more information, and i uh, be happy to have you uh, register right there. Let's shoot on over to Vienna and welcome Mary on the line. Good morning, Mary. How are you? Hi. Um, nice to have you talk um, with me. Um, I had a question. Um, I am married, and my husband's working, and um, this current year so far, I have not worked, and I don't know if it's going to, if I'm going to be able to be employed for, for this year. I want to buy um, an IRA. I know my husband can get um, a spousal IRA for me, which would be around $6,000, but if I do get like a part-time job that is, let's say, is only like $1,000 or something, um, does that mean that... I can only buy an A for $1,000 and not get a spousal IRA with my husband. No, you can have both. You can just not exceed the contribution. So you can put one into yours and one into the spousal. But the spousal is really yours anyway. So as long as you collectively don't, you can claim the spousal limits or your earnings limits. You just can't exceed the $6,000. Okay, so I could still get an IRA then. Yes, absolutely you can. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that, that's great. Well, thank you. That, that does clear up things for me. So I Sure, if you want. You know, much. I have a, 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 a spreadsheet, if you will, a package on all the different types of IRAs, the income qualification limits, spousal, non-spousal, I mean, deductible, Roth, all that kind of stuff. I'll be happy to send it to you if you wish. Okay. That would be great. Okay, Mary, well, I'll put you on hold, and Bob will get your, your, your contact, and then we'll go ahead and send you out the, the information on all the different uh, IRAs. Appreciate the phone call. Have a great weekend. Again, you listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's shoot back on over to Maryland and welcome Damon on the line. Good morning, Damon. How are you? All right. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you, sir? Well, okay, my situation is that I've been working really hard the last three years to create a, a, you know, a tight budget and a lot of margin to pay off debt. I've, I'm going to be about a year and ten months away from paying off everything. 
Well, cell phone margin of money there that I'm wondering, what do I do with? Do I, how much do I put into my 403B versus do I create a uh, emergency fund of three to six months or do I uh, just go ahead and attack the mortgage with that money, which if I did, I could have my mortgage paid off in nine years and I'm 48 years old. Damon, I like your thought process here, but I want you to build. You, you cut out a little bit on your cell phone, but let me just see if I if I've got the crux of it. You're on. You're. I want you to to build up some money in the bank as far as cash reserves go, anywhere from three to five, six months worth of uh, worth of living expenses saved up in the bank. However, you mentioned a four hundred three b plan. Does your employer match into that plan right now? No, but I will have my wife and I will have a fifty percent um, pay uh, uh, pension after our thirty years, or which will be only three years from now for me. But um, no, we don't have matching. Okay, I want you to build money into the bank. And did you did you cut out a little bit on your phone? Did you say that you had debt you're paying down other than your mortgage? Uh, yes, in about a year and ten months, that will be gone. So I'll have nothing left but my mortgage, and then by then, it'll take me about maybe eight years to pay it off if I continue to put that margin into the mortgage as well. And then you're both going to have a 50% pension when you both retire out? Correct. Okay, so here's the scenario. What I, what I, I would love to see you get money in the bank, saved up right now, retire down this debt, and then once you retire down the debt, not necessarily put more money in, towards the mortgage, but start saving in investments and and I want you to also put money into your 403b plan as well so so maybe instead of paying down the debt in in a year and and a couple of months you said I forget what you said maybe it's it's it well I you know it is a credit card debt some of it is um, you know my wife got sick we had a lot of uh, bills um, and then you know she's better now than goodness five years cancer free, but uh, that's what caused a lot of the debt. So we had about forty two thousand dollars in credit card debt, which is now only eight. Wonderful. Keep paying it down. Yeah. Build some money into the bank. Keep paying it down. After the credit card debt is paid down, then we're going to start saving dollars. And I say that because you both have a fifty percent pension down the road. Okay. I don't want you to accelerate your mortgage payment until you've got a good amount of money saved up in the bank as well as in some liquid investments. Then you can start doing that because I don't want you to end up being in retirement house rich and cash poor where you have no mortgage payment but you have no money to do anything with other than your pensionable income, okay? Right. So I, I want you to sort of build that a little bit. I'll send you out our financial planning toolkit, and it can help guide you along those, those that path. Oh, that'd be great. Thank yep, you. Absolutely. Hey, and I'm glad to hear that your wife is better. Praise the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. Thank okay, you. Okay, Damon, I'll place you on hold. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Don't uh, re, go to our go to our website, LarryRosenthal.com, and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. Each week, we're sending out all types of information that is going to be of interest to you. You, we're, we're taking all this information from the phone calls, and, and we have a whole library of information out there that we're going to be sending out to you. So go ahead and like us on Facebook. Send it around to your friends as well. Let's welcome Keith on the line from South Carolina. Good morning, Keith. How are you? Uh, good morning, Larry. Thanks for, uh, thanks for your time. Uh, quick question about when to start Social Security benefits. Uh, just turned 62. 
retired from the Marine Corps about 20 years ago, so I have a small retirement from that. I still work full-time uh, as uh, in insurance sales, so I'm commissions only with that, but I do have a renewal income from that. I don't need it to live on, but I wondered about going ahead and starting it and just uh, socking it away. Um, just love your thoughts about that. Sure. So, uh, uh, Keith, how old are you again? 62. And you're not working, correct? Yes, I'm working full-time uh, in insurance sales. I'm an insurance salesman. Okay, so in if if you're if you're making more than about seventeen uh, seventeen eighteen thousand dollars, then you're going to have to start paying back some of your social security. Right. So in that case, I would say no, don't take it. And, okay. And, and here's the rule: if if you were not working at all, and I understand you had some renewals coming in from your insurance business and stuff. But let's suppose you had maybe 10000 a year coming in, and you were not working, not earning any more money, okay, Then and you were using some of your own savings and investments to live off of, then I would right. say take Social Security. But if you're continuing to work and you're making more than that limit, then don't take Social Security and let it keep growing for you. Okay, and just take it when I guess you can get it out when there's no uh, detriment based upon your, your income, because I assume military – retirement counts against that or does it military retirement yes it does count against your your, your earnings because that is that goes to okay. your modified adjusted gross income for the social security computation that is correct okay. yep okay yep so yeah so right now i would not take it yeah. at all because you're going to exceed that limit yeah yeah and just wait till i can take it and there's no uh, no penalty correct okay thanks very much Okay, appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767. Before we take a quick break here, again, I want to announce our seminar that's coming up on Tuesday, February 19th. It's going to be at Turf Valley Country Club just outside of Baltimore, Maryland. There's two sessions. One begins at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, goes for about 90 minutes, and the second one is at 6.30 to 8. There's no cost for the seminar, and the, and the refreshments and meals and things are complimentary. Go ahead and go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and register. We're going to be going over the do's and don'ts of Roth conversions. We're going to be talking about the lifetime tax advantage stretch IRA. In other words, when someone passes, did you know that your retirement plan, your IRAs, can live as long as 82.4 years kicking out income to your heirs if you set it up correctly on your beneficiary form. We'll be going over all the do's and don'ts about that. So go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and register right there, or simply give us a call, 855-ROSE-123. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Remember those kids that you keep your kids away from? Those kids that society doesn't seem to know what to do with? That kid you saw on the street corner last week? Remember that kid that, well, you feel sorry for? The dropout, the pregnant teen, the drug addict. 
Those are the kids that Youth for Tomorrow wants to reach. And Youth for Tomorrow has reached nearly 800 children since opening its doors in 1986. That's 800 young men and women helped to become responsible and effective members of society. The founder and chairman of Youth for Tomorrow, former Washington Redskins coach and current NASCAR team owner Joe Gibbs, says if we don't do what we can to influence our young people, there are plenty of others who will in the wrong direction. For more information about Youth for Tomorrow, call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You can help turn a negative into a positive. Call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. Now nationwide and coast to coast from sea to shining sea, call now, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. We do have some lines available for you if you'd like to dial in and talk to our financial and retirement expert here in studio. 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. To talk to Larry Rosenthal, you know Turf Valley sounds like it might be a golf course or something. <coughs> and it's I know, a, you know, it's a big meeting place out there. So there's lots like, of golf courses all over the area. Yeah, I just know that you like to golf, so I'm sure before then you'll have a, you know, it might be a little chilly at this time it's of February, year. It's February, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I know you love to golf, so you know, has it ever stopped you before? Well, I guess so. <laughs> Probably we'll yes. have to see. Yep, <laughs> definitely have to see. So yeah, it's going to be. Uh, 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 Good, good seminar. Yeah, it's um, exciting. I've I've done this before, and it and it's it just it really teaches people the importance of of the of the beneficiary form. You know the difference between per stirpes and per capita. Most beneficiary forms, Chris, default to being per capita, and the difference is this: when when you look at saying, okay, you know, it, it, let, let's suppose you have two children and they have children, and one of your children, God forbid, predeceases you. Mm. And then you pass, the one child is going to receive everything, even though it was a 50-50 split. And you're accidentally going to disinherit some of your grandchildren. Whereas if you check the box per stirpes on the beneficiary form, and then again, God forbid, one of your children predecease you, then you pass. Now the share that would have gone to the child who predeceased you, that money is going to go to their kids. So so you're not going to disinherit your grandchildren on that one side accidentally. And so many people don't understand this. And if you have – you just stop and think about this. When you filled out your beneficiary forms in your IRAs or your bank CDs or your 403B plan or your 401K plan or, or even the government TSP plan, if you did not have that conversation about is this designation per stirpes or per capita – there's a very good chance that it has defaulted to per capita. Mm. And if there's a chance that your kids, if you have two kids and there's a chance that they're going to have kids, you could, you're probably, in most cases, going to want to change that to per stirpes instead of per capita. So let me ask you this then. So if I, if I put somebody's name, my son, for example, if I were to put his name on there and say per stirpes, if he, just his name's there now, nothing else, and then the per stirpes check is checked. Then if he passes away, then it goes down the bloodline, right, or just continues down for his children. Is that well, how if that you works? just have one child, it's not a big issue because then you would name a contingent beneficiary. But if you have two children, 
That's when you uh, want to separate uh, it to I per stirpes, okay? Because it. then half, assuming it's it's uh, 50% to one, 50% to the other, and the one child predeceases you, and then you pass before you change or update your beneficiary form, then that 50% share would go to their bloodline mm-hmm. instead of at per capita, it would all stay with the surviving child, and you would disinherit the the grandchildren from from the predeceased child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so rule of thumb here is this at the ten thousand foot view. Basically, if you have two children and there's a chance that they're going to have children, mm-hmm. you should really look at having per stirpes on your beneficiary form. And so many people do not know this, and we're going to go over this in detail at our seminar. It's going again. It's going to be Tuesday, February nineteenth, at Turf Valley Country Club, just outside of Baltimore, Maryland. There's no cost for this class, and the and the re- refreshments are complimentary. We're going to have two sessions: one in the afternoon from one to two thirty. And then another one from 6.30 to 8 p.m. You don't need to attend both. They're going to be the same subject matter. Okay, register quickly because these classes fill up. We're going to be going over the details of all of this, and you're going to be amazed at how powerful the beneficiary form is. You know, the beneficiary form overrides a will. It overrides a trust. It overrides all kinds of things. It overrides prenuptial agreements as well. And it's really easy to fill out, surprisingly. It is very easy to fill out, and and a lot of people don't know how to fill it out correctly. So go go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and register there. And while you're there, go ahead and like us on Facebook as well. Let's welcome Louise on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Louise. How are you today? I'm just fine, and how are you? And thank you for taking my call. Sure. How can I help you? Okay. um, I'm 79 years old, and I work for the government. And um, retired, so I'm receiving my annuity. But I also worked la- uh, retired last year from another job, which I have a 401k. But I don't know what to do with it, and the company is not allowed to make the suggestions for us. Uh, I just want to know what to do with it. It's sitting. Um, I have it sitting at the company. And sure, I Louise. About- there's four things that you can do with it. Okay. Okay. There's four things. One, you can leave it there, and there's no problem with that at all. The second one is you can cash it out, put it in your pocket, but then you're going to have to pay taxes on all the money. The third one is to roll it to a new employer that you're working at, but if you're not working, that you can't do that. And the fourth one is to simply roll it over. And there's pros and cons to all of these. One of the advantages of, of leaving it where it is is in most cases it may be slightly less expensive than if you moved it over to your own IRA. I don't know. I'd have to look at the investments that are inside of it to tell you that for sure. On the other hand, moving it to your own IRA, in most cases, not only can you invest in what's inside your old employer's plan, but you can invest in so much more because traditionally employer plans have very limited menu choices. Putting it into your own IRA is going to give you pretty much the breadth of what the industry has to offer as far as investment strategies and things like that goes. So most people sit down and take a look at those four scenarios, and a lot of people end up rolling it over to your own IRA. It gives you better control when you're passing it on to your heirs and charities and and different things like that, as well as investment selections. If you want, I'll be happy to send you out some information on the rollovers and the do's and don'ts of it all and take a good look at it for you. Oops, she's still there? 
Yes, I said I would appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, yep, yep. I didn't hear you. I, I apologize. So let me place you on hold, and, and we'll get that information out to you. I appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. We've got some people calling up to register for the seminar, not on air questions. That's fine. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and click on the seminar button there, and you can go ahead and, and, and register as well. Chris, getting back to the 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 rollovers, the beneficiaries and all of that, mm-hmm. you know, the, for, for many, many people, the, the largest – the the first or second largest amount of assets that we have is inside of our retirement home. In a lot of cases, I'm sorry, inside our retirement accounts. In a lot of cases, second to our to our home if our, if the home is paid for. And we really need to understand how to maximize these plans that have put in place. And again, we'll be talking about the the do's and don'ts of Roth conversions. Um, you know, on, under the new tax rules this year, people are going to get a surprise when if they've converted Roth money because the do-over or the ability to recharacterize and reverse a Roth conversion that you may have done in 2018 is now lost. You can't do that anymore. Oh, no. So you need to understand these rules and understand the importance of doing, you know, what we would call series of little conversions to move to tax-free dollars. But we'll be, we'll be going over a lot of this in, in, in our seminars and things uh, when, when it comes all to it. And um, I, I also want to talk about a little bit about uh, today about you know, our, our young Americans out there, understanding the use of money, understanding the power of, of credit, and then the downside of too much credit mm-hmm. and, and, and getting this. I see all these these ads all the time on, on, on increasing your credit and everything, and they're really not advertising anything other than just increase your credit, just get your credit scores up so that you can go buy and have more oh, purchasing yeah. power. And, and, you know, People need to understand that whatever item you're buying doesn't cost $39 a month. It costs $39 a month for a long time, plus a whole lot of interest on top of that. And and I think that we've done sort of a not such a great job in schools teaching kids about the, the importance of money management, you know, how to go about balancing a checkbook. How to how to manage the the monthly allowance or or your summer job and and things of that nature and you know very very quickly it 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 turns back to to, to scripture obviously you know in Proverbs twenty two six it says train a child in the way he should go and when he is old he will not turn from it and that means so many things train the child into the Lord's word and and, and following the Lord definitely and on top of that also we can use that for money management too build good Muscle, muscle memory um, habits when it comes to, to money management with our youth. Well, I have you to know, ask you this when we're talking about this because it is kind of an interesting subject. I definitely have you know kids that are in, going through some of this with regards to what you should buy on credit and what you should not buy on credit. Clearly, the big screen TV or the Xbox or something like that is probably something if you need it or want to buy it, you should buy it outright instead of on time. Correct, right? But what are the things that you do need to put on uh, credit and teach children that they need to be able to make that monthly payment, have that uh, income, and things of that nature? Yeah, you know, Chris, it's it, it is an interesting subject when it comes to that because everybody comes from different cash flow scenarios. Um, I, I I would think that that at first kids really need to understand how to take that summer job money, that allowance money, whatever it may be. 
and and manage it with some of their expenses. You know, maybe going to the movies with their friends, maybe you know going out to dinner or, or whatever it may be, and having them them manage it. And very quickly, you can tell if they're overextending or not. Uh, look at their bank accounts, see how much they're putting into their bank, and then are they tithing on it as well? And then on top of that. How are they managing the rest of it? Then you may want to introduce a credit card for the child and say, okay, now listen, now we're going to, we're going to, you know, maybe, maybe they're in college now or something like that or, or whatever age bracket we're, we're, we're discussing, young adults. Now introduce a, a credit card with a limit on it. Maybe it's got a, a $250 or a $500 limit on it, whatever. And explain to them, now you're just going to go charge a couple of things and sort of keep a mental note as to, hey, you know what, I'm going to pay this thing off at the end of the month when the bill comes in, and then do it. Go ahead and pay it off at the end of the month when the bill comes in. And that is a way that they can get sort of, pro, not, not program, but muscle memory when it comes mm-hmm. to the money management of their cash flow. And maybe it is programming them. You know, I, I don't know. But we, we cannot continue to, to build up this debt. When you take a look at at the cost of, of, you know, we'll just keep it with this college example, the cost of college and kids coming out with these loans or parents or grandparents having these, these big loans, you know, is the job going to be large enough from an income standpoint to give a reasonable standard of living and the ability to pay these loans off in a, in a quick manner? And so we, we really have to try to, 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 to manage that whole scenario right there. Uh, with it all, and 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 you know we're we're talking you know border to border, coast to coast here, all different pockets of the, of the U.S. when it when it comes to all of this. The bottom line is we we have to have reverence, we have to we have to under we have to have respect, I should say, for for how money can be managed, whose it is, what our responsibility is, what our role is with it, to be a good steward with it all. And you know it's a challenging thing when, especially when when you see, you know, you listen to the radio, you listen to the television. And we're just pounded with advertisements. You know, tomorrow, take a look at the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. you know, that's the funnest part of the advertisements the there that that are that, you know everybody watches the ads. You know, and, and because it's like, are you really paying that much more money for it? <laughs> but, but you know, it's probably it's, part, one of the funnest parts about the Super Bowl is to watch those those ads every year. It's the fun. Yeah, it is kind of neat. And, and remember, you know, we are in a consumer-driven economy. And we are the consumer for the world. Our, our GDP consumer makes up for about 67, 68% of our GDP in, in our country. And, and that's a good thing, right? So, so keep on consuming because the economy keeps growing, the markets keep going up, and, and all that kind of stuff, right? But at the same time, we need, to, we need to make sure that we're just simply doing some basic blocking and tackling, and that is spend a little bit less than you make and save mm-hmm. some, you know, after you're tithing. As well, and and that's uh, very very important when when it, when it comes down to it all. Hey, give us a ring at eight five five Rose one two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three. Again, I'd like to uh, welcome all of our new listeners on Sirius XM Family Talk channel one thirty one, as well as our regular listeners in the D.C. area. WAVA one hundred five point one FM. Go visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the Facebook tab. And uh, go ahead and and like us and follow us there. We're going to be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. 
That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. You've seen and heard him on Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. Have some lines available for you at 855-767-3123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal here in studio. That's 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. And always remember that you can listen from anywhere. You can listen by just telling Alexa to listen to WAVA.com or on Sirius XM 131. You can listen live there on the Internet. There's lots of different ways to listen to the show. You can go to the, uh, to the website, Rosenthal Wealth Management or LarryRosenthal.com and click on Listen Live right there as well. Lots of ways to listen to the show. And after the show, of course, we have the, the nice little uh, archive available for you to listen to the repeat as well. So fun stuff, Larry, fun stuff. Lots of technology these days, Chris. Yes, indeed there is, and it's good. It's all <laughs> good. I love, you know, I'm a technology fan. I, I love it. And, I know you I are. Squeak I squeak geek. Are. So, I've yeah. thought about buying you a typewriter one year for Christmas. <laughs> See what you would do. If you would even know how to work it. That would be fun. Right? Yeah, I actually did learn to type when I was in high school, the old-fashioned way. I'm kind of telling my age. Good we, for you. We that, had that, typewriters. That's a good thing. Did you learn that's to type, Larry? Yeah, I took typing in school. Good for you. Awesome. Yep, yep. And now it works on a keyboard. It's amazing how that <laughs> happens, right? That's right. Technology. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. So, hey, one one question that I that I received here is how do you handle the the transferring of real estate, you know, um how do you pass on real estate in the most effective manner? Your home. What, what, what are the, you know, in the three phases of financial planning, accumulation, distribution, and legacy planning, what is, your dis, what is the plan for the disposition of your home? How are you going to pass that on? What does that look like? How is it going to work? You know, and, and, and oftentimes when we're working with clients in the estate planning part of the discussions, this, this question comes up. And, you know, one, one child wants to move into the house, one child wants to rent it out, another child wants to sell it. How do you, how do you go about handling that? How do you do that? Is it, is it wise to put the, the home, you know, let's suppose one spouse, let's suppose a spouse passes and, and now there's a surviving spouse. Should, should the surviving spouse, should he or she put the name of one of the children on the home or should they make it a TOD, a transfer on death? 
titling of the house or put it into a trust? What's the most efficient way to pass the the value or the that asset, which in a lot of cases is the one of the largest assets that most people have, to their heirs effectively with his least tax impact? How do you go about doing this? What do the kids want to do? Is it, is it going to start a you know a little animosity if, if one child wants to sell it, another one wants to rent it, another one wants to move into it? What's going to be the scenario there? So so you need to really have a, a, a you know a pretty good discussion, a wide range of discussion when it comes to the disposition of real estate in your estate planning. And there's there's no right or wrong way. You just need to really make sure that you outline this. This is sort of a blind spot, if you will, of a, of a question that a lot of people don't bring up. They just think, oh, well, the kids will handle it. Well, I've lived um, in the doghouse for lots of years. I don't know how I'm going to sell that or leave it to one of the boys. But, you know, <laughs> That's that, correct. Yeah. yeah, you should be there, right? So <laughs> hey, let's welcome Alan on the line. Good morning, Alan. How are you today? Uh, rejoicing in God's goodness, Larry. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. Praise the Lord. How can I help you, sir? I'm looking online, and it says CD rates are like 2.70 for 12 months, or 2.75 for 18 months. Uh, are online CD CDs a safe investment uh, rather than your local bank? Well, Alan, I would just say that just make sure that if you're going to do something with a soft bank or, you know, a, not a uh, not a soft bank, but, but an online bank, then just make sure that it's FDIC insured. Okay. Okay. Uh, and that, then it's that just, they are. They say they are, at least. And uh, uh, so some banks have larger assets than other banks. So you might want to, you know, look into the different size of the of the banks. Um, for stability, uh, as far as that goes, look at look at their their the bank ratings, okay, um, you know, and and then pick and choose from from that standpoint. There's there's lots there's hundreds of them all around the country that you can really look at to place your money in the CDs. Right. Well, I, I looked at you know like Capital One and Sachs, Goldman and things like this that you know that that seem to be. Uh, you know, big name things, or at least Capital One is around here. Uh, and and uh, that's that. You know, I thought about going with something local around here because it pays the same thing. Uh, uh, and, I, and I was just nervous about uh, you know doing it online versus uh, you know going to my local bank and and uh, putting uh, or you know. Uh, and, and use you know because you know my CDs for the last couple of years have gotten next to nothing in the banks. Have you, Alan? Have you exceeded um, uh, the the limit at your local bank for the for the FDIC coverage? Oh no 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 no! I only have ten thousand dollars in CDs. Well, then just put it at your local bank and and don't worry about the stress of putting it at a bank online that you don't know about. Because the, you, the interest rate difference between the two is not going to be enough to warrant the anxiety that it creates for you. Okay. All right, sir. Thank okay. you very much. I certainly appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely. I appreciate you calling. You have a wonderful weekend, okay? Thank you, and you do the same.
Bye bye. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and click on the radio tab there for subjects that you want to hear in the future. Shoot us off an email. Be happy to uh, to accommodate that as well. A lot of times we'll we'll bring subject matter on the on the air that you've been requesting. So again, go to our, our website, LarryRosenthal.com. Like us and follow us on Facebook, and we'll be sending out information as well as click on the seminar tab and check out our upcoming seminar on Tuesday. February 19th. So for those of you that are still online, I'll stay in studio for just a moment and answer some questions after after we get off the air, and which we have to do now in just a few seconds, I see. So for Bob in the back and Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week, and we'll be back next Saturday with another session. Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. Happy Super Bowl weekend, right? Yes. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.